for from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord must be praised. Mm. Is that a month we have entered again? And I know how concerned you've been over the month trying to know what is God saying about the month. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for another month. I thank you for another day. Glory be to your holy name. Lord, as your word is about to come, as we're about to dine on your word, follow it with your power, your grace, your love. Father, follow it with your wisdom. Increase our understanding about you and our thirst and hunger for you to your praise and your glory. Let your word fall in the right place in our heart, in the right place of every listener, to your praise and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And as usual, that God do tell me about the year, the months, the weeks, and the days. So is this month, this is a special month, and God has spoken a lot to me about this month. And I watch carefully, these things come to, to pass. As God has spoken them. But because he has revealed them, he revealed in order to redeem. Therefore, fear not for what you will hear. If God has revealed, that means he wants to redeem something. He wants to save us. He wants to save you. This month, the month of August, it's a month to complete every given project of each day. And God said to me to tell his children to avoid a carryover. Avoid procrastination. For procrastination kills incentives. Mm. Hallelujah. And from all that God has spoken to me about this month, I, sum, I sum them up in this way that it's a great month and I love it. I also see it as my month. <laughs> it is a month of visitation upon the third and the fourth generation. Therefore, I call this message, I deemed it, or I titled it, Visitation Upon the Third and Fourth Generation. Please follow me carefully. As we go through the Word of God, the Scripture. For the Word of God is what gives us the truth, the true light, the true picture of life 
please come with me. Write any scriptures and read them again and again. And listen to this word, this message again and again. Our scripture, which I have picked out, is John chapter 1, chapter 9, 1 to 4. The book of John chapter 9, verse 1 to 4. And it reads, As Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin? This man or his parents that he was born blind? Verse 3, Jesus answered, Neither had this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Mm. Huh? I would have loved to jump verse 4, but let me read it so that when I come again to it, you understand why I'm coming back to verse 4. Verse 4 says, I must walk the works of him that sent me. Why it is day, the night comment, when no man can walk. The night comment, why, when no man can walk. You know, this story Uh, where we just read, I've read this several times, but I never heard the, 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 the spiritual revelation of it until God spoke to me. The Holy Spirit expanded it before me, and I'm so grateful to God for the Holy Spirit. Hmm. This man was blind from bed and the disciples asked Jesus who sinned that made this young man to be made blind was he the one who sinned or was it the parents who sinned who have sinned against God but Jesus said None of these that have sinned against God. Hmm. The question here is, why was he blind? The truth is, the children of Israel, the Hebrews, they have experienced God in so much that when someone is sick or having some ailment, They know that that person has sinned against God. It is traceable because they lived in it. When anyone sinned against God, judgment is passed upon that person. The person pays for his 
sin. No wonder the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So here, the young man was seen blind. And they knew exactly it's possible he may have sinned against God. Some may say, why should it be that someone is sick or has some ailment? And it's because he has sinned against God, so he's going through some punishment from God. Please follow me again. Let's go through some scriptures here. There are countless examples of where Jesus have to begin by forgiving the sins of the people before healing them. Or sometimes after healing them, he will top it with forgiveness of sin. Hmm. I remember the story of the young man who had four friends and Jesus was to preach somewhere and he was in a house whereby the house was filled with people. <laughs> and there was no way to bring him in. So they have to climb the roof and brought in that young man. And you see the account in Matthew chapter 9 verse 2. Look at what happened here. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their fate, seeing the fate of the four friends he had, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheers. Thy sins be forgiven. Hmm. Meaning that young man who was paralyzed had sinned against God before. There was a sin he committed that brought him to his state then. But Jesus, seeing the fate of his friends, was moved. <laughs> and he pronounced, Young man, thy sins be forgiven. There is a proof that when people sin against God, they get the consequences immediately. <laughs> uh, what about the account of Luke chapter 7, verse 47? Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. Verse 48, And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. <laughs> so when men sinned against God, then there was almost immediate repercussion that followed. And they some become leprous. I remember when Miriam murmured against Moses and Aaron also murmured against Moses, the servant of God. They got the payment immediately, the repercussion. And while Aaron repented, Miriam never, never repented. 
and she died like that hmm Luke chapter 5 verse 20 and when he saw their faith is the same man but Luke was giving account his account here he said unto him man thy sins are forgiven thee <laughs> And there was a woman again that Jesus healed on the Sabbath day. <laughs> and the, the, the Pharisees, the priests, they took offense. Why should Jesus heal on a Sabbath day? This, the, 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 they saw Jesus healing and compared it to a physician, a doctor, who will open on a Sabbath day and begin to walk. So Jesus, Jesus walked miracle and they rose against Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus responded, don't you know I'm the Lord of the Sabbath? Hey woman, thy sin be forgiven. The same thing happened to the young man in John chapter 9, verse 1 to four that we read as he healed that young man the blood Bartimaeus there was also a murmuring among them the priests, the Pharisees, the scribes and Jesus now responded which one is easier for this man to remain in this place which one is easier so in Luke chapter 5 verse 23 he asked whether it's easier to say thy sins be forgiven thee or to say rise up and walk. <laughs> so you, you, you can see that when men sin against God, the repercussion, the judgment, they got it. So this young man, the disciples knew these principles of God. And then they asked Jesus, John chapter 9, 1 to 4, Who had sinned? This young man, did he sin against God while he was in the womb? He was born blind. This is a real case study. And Jesus responded, No, he never sinned. He was in the mother's womb. He never knew anything. He didn't sin. Neither are his parents. None of them sinned against God. Oh. Hmm. Then why? Why? Why was he blind? Was the question. Now, follow me again. I want to bring you to who have sinned. What brought him to his condition? The situation he was. What brought him in there? Oh. Let's look into the book of Exodus. But before then, you know, the parents of this young man I could imagine what they, they, what they have went through for giving birth to a child blind from the womb. 
The parents may have suffered more than enough of mockings, reviling, humiliations from friends, family, relatives, and neighbors. The parents may have suffered from change of names in description as the father of a blind boy or a mother of that blind boy. Even when they know their names, they will use their shite to describe them. Is it not this? Who are you looking for? The father of the blind boy? Or is it the mother of the blind boy? They suffered a lot of humiliation. But something happened. Who sinned that made them to go through this? Jesus said, neither of them sinned. None have sinned against God. Not even the boy that was born blind. Not even the parents. I am speaking on a month of visitation upon the third and fourth generation. Visitation upon the third and fourth generation. Let me show to you, come with me, to let me, let me explain to you who have seen here. None of them, the, third, the three of them, none have sinned. The, the parent have not sinned. He had not sinned. Then who have sinned? Because then, when, before such ailment would befall anyone, he may have done something wrong before God. Come with me. Exodus chapter 20, from verse 1 to 5. Exodus chapter 20. And I'll read. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which hath brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to worship them. I repeat verse 4. This area, this we must understand very well. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to worship them. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to worship them. Verse 4 is very important. I'm dwelling on this. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Verse 5, 
Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, or serve them. For I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children. Hmm. This is very serious here. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon visiting the iniquity of the father upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Hmm. 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 So, if we can reason together, the Bible says, come now, let's reason together. From what we just read here, the parents of the young man, they fall into a category of generation. Number two, this young man that was born blind also had fallen into a category of a generation. Precisely, the father and the mother may have belonged or fallen into the category of the third generation and the blind boy born blind from bed or was blind from bed may have fallen into the fourth generation category. The sin of idolatry is very serious before God. Verse 4, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for the for I the Lord that God am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me nothing saddens God more than the sin of idolatry forsaking he who has created you to make for yourself some graven images and begin to bow down to them. What are idols? Idols are man-made. That is why we find out in verse 4, Thou shalt not make unto thee. So what are idols? Surely in case you don't understand what idols are, idols are man-made. Man-made. Anything that you have made or created and is standing between you and God, taking your time from serving the Lord is an idol. There are some of you, your wives are your idol. Some of you or some of us, money is our idol. Some of us, our cars, our buildings, our achievements, are our idols. 
Some of us, friends, are our idols. And there are some of us, names, fames, the big names, shiftesi titles, even the big names in Christianity, like prophet, reverend doctor, professor, archbishop, bishop this and that. There are some, when you call them, if you don't make it, or you're introducing them in a marriage ceremony, or in any Christian gathering or where people gather and you are introducing them, if you don't add the right articulation of title, some can even curse you. And that is the level of where idolatry have taken us. Because these names, we make them ourselves. These big names, Listing. I'm not just speaking to say I'm against these names. I also have these names. As an archbishop, a prelate, oh, wonderful. <laughs> Doctor, professor. I have decided to acquire all the good names. After all, the Bible says good names are better than silver and gold. So there's nothing wrong. I've gone to acquire these names. But I don't allow these names to acquire me. To bow before these names. Or to begin making problems. Waging war with man. Because of these names. Therefore. Thou shalt not make for, for thyself any graven image to bow before them. Not even of anything that is in heaven above. There are some who have made the image of Jesus and they worship the image and leave the master behind. There are some who, who have created the images of Mary, images of saints. Some have iconized saints and they worship saints. Some even ask Mary to pray for them. A dead being to pray for you? Hail Mary, pray for us now. You are blind. Mm. You shall not make any idol for yourself, says the Lord. God hates it. God hates it. I repeat, God hates it. He hates idolatry. So one of these parents of these young ones, of this father and mother, one of the parents of, the, of, this, of this young man may have been involved with idolatry. And the iniquity is now falling upon the third and their fourth generation. Remember this. Don't forget. The generation that sinned against God are usually not the ones who, paid the, who received the prize. Who paid the prize. They're not the ones who bear the repercussions. But another generation. And so it happened that these three of them, the parents and the young man, they are paying the price, the sin of them who have sinned against God. Hmm. You see, the words, the words 
visiting. The original word visiting is having two, ten two tenses. It says visiting the sins of the fathers. The word visit or visiting is having two prefixes. One is prefix and suffix. The word visit, the original Hebrew word is paukad. Having a preface, pow, and a suffix, card. Pow means to punish, to lay upon as a charge, to deposit, to pass upon. And that is what God has done to this young man. He is paying the price of some who have sinned against God. But there is a good news here. Mm. Because this word visit has two, two faces. It is the power and the card. The young man is now facing the power. The card was where Jesus came to fulfill. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This young man has been born blind. What does it mean to be blind? To be blind spiritually means not to know your right from your left. It means even not knowing the revelational truth in the word of God. To be blind means to be a victim and tool of satanic manipulations. To be blind means to be self-righteous, hypocrite, deceiver, and being deceived. It means claiming to know God, but denying the power thereof. Blindness means to be profane, not having value for spiritual things of God. So this young man was born soul, not to have value for the things of God. But behold, because it is his August in his life at that moment, Solomon says, upon everything that happens on earth, there is time and season. So this young man, his August came. Hallelujah. He was already living his August. His August, his August arrived. See, God telling me that let us not leave anything unfulfilled, whatever we start in this month. Let's avoid procrastination. As it came to be the month of August for this man, Jesus came to complete what was not completed in him. To complete visit. Because God saying, I will visit the iniquity of the fathers. And the meaning of visit, visiting, Hebrew word visiting means power card. Like I've explained, the power means to punish, to lay upon as a charge. To deposit, pass upon. But the surface card means to be visited, 
to care for, to deliver and keep special. And that was why Jesus came. Jesus came in order to fulfill this, to visit this young man for deliverance. Hallelujah. <laughs> deliverance is coming your way. This is your month. It is your month of deliverance. A month of visitation. This is the month where God shall visit the third and the fourth generation. How often have you seen that whatever you put your hands doesn't succeed? Some of you have often ask yourself why me look at that young man he just started this business and is succeeding i started it before i fail look at him his marriage is working my own is not working why me why me hear me oh sons and daughters of god who knows it's possible you may have fallen into the category of the third or fourth generation It is not your fault. Just like it isn't, it wasn't the fault of this man. He was born so. Hey, friend, daughter and sons of God, it is not your fault. You are failing. Your breakthrough that's, suppo breakthrough that's supposed to take a year is taking almost 10 years or eternity. You're getting a breakthrough. People are getting married as a woman, a lady, You are not, no suitor is fulfilling their promises. It is not your fault. You have done all the berukas and human hair, done the best nails, looked the best way, appear well. You've humbled yourself. You've tried to be a, a, a humble woman, lady, talk sweet, smile always, be nice to the men, yet no suitor is looking your way. They start and break themselves. It's not your fault. It is the generation you may have fallen into. But let me tell you, this is your card, meaning your month to be visited, to care for, to deliver. Keep special. This is your month. Jesus is here for you. Let me tell you something. This young man, until he got healed by, by Jesus, He never experienced the meaning of Jehovah. He never knew what Jehovah stands for. It's the same. Some of you, you were born into what you are doing. You were born into your trouble. You are paying the price for someone. What you didn't do, you are paying the price for it. And you know, it is funny. Some of our parents have served idols and we were born to inherit those idols. There are some of you who have inherited masquerade. You have to carry the masquerade. You have to dance the masquerade. You have to dance the dance of your mother serving certain idols. The dance of your father servicing certain idols. Even when you have received Jesus and you are a Minister, some of you are pastors, yet no breakthrough. Why? Because you are servicing two altars. It is not possible. You can't serve two masters. You can't service two altars. 
Some of you are dancing to please the God of your fathers and mothers. And you see, climb the pulpit to preach. It can't work. Jesus said, you can serve two masters. Until you hate one and love the other, you cannot come out of your situation. But let me tell you, Jesus is in your August. This is the month of your deliverance. This is the month of visitation. God is out to visit you in this month so that you will experience the names of Jehovah. This young man, until he got his sight back, he never experienced the beauty of Jehovah, the names of Jehovah. What are the names of Jehovah? There are 16 distinct names of Jehovah, of God. And when you receive this deliverance, this visitation upon your life, then these names of Jehovah will become active in your life. What are these names? Jehovah, El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty. <laughs> Jehovah Elohim, the Most High God. You will begin to experience Jehovah Adonai, Lord and Master. Hallelujah. When you get the visitation of this month, then you begin to experience Jehovah Yahweh, meaning Lord the Jehovah. Mm. You begin to experience Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. You begin to experience Jehovah Rai, the Lord my shepherd. You begin to experience Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. He is our healer. You begin to experience Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. Hmm. At the point of your need. Then Jehovah Sikenu will begin to be active in your life. The Lord, our righteousness. You begin to experience Jehovah Mekodeshin, the Lord who sanctifies us. Praise the Lord. You begin to experience this wonderful name, Jehovah Olam, the everlasting God. And what about Jehovah Elohim? He is God. There's no other God. But very importantly, you begin to experience Jehovah Kana. And that is where Job came in. Jehovah Kana means the jealous God. God, his love will begin to radiate over you. And when Satan surfaces anywhere all around you, God will appear and question Satan. Why are you here? And that is Jehovah Kana, the jealous God. Jehovah Jaira will begin to be active in your life. Meaning the Lord will provide. Hallelujah. Jehovah Shalom will begin to be the order of your day. The Lord is peace. And finally, Jehovah, Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, will begin to be active in your life. Praise the Lord. You know, it's a beautiful thing to know the Lord. It's a wonderful thing to serve the Lord. 
When you serve the Lord with your life, God will, be, will begin to service your life. This is what we must understand. And when you are sick, when you are not saved, when you are suffering from certain dilemmas, you can't serve the Lord with all your life. I want to let you know that this is your month. This is the month God is about to set you free from your shame. Deliver you from what you never you never committed. It's a month of visitation upon the third and fourth generation. And now I will return to verse 4 of John chapter 9. Jesus says, And I will do the works of my Father while it is day. For the night cometh when no man shall walk, when no man can't even walk. See, this is a month where procrastination shouldn't be practiced. And Jesus will never carry out procrastination over you as well. Therefore, it is your day. To be there means when you are having the time. To be there means when you are at your glory time of strength. When, when you are having When you are at the apex of your strength, when you are at the peak of your strength, now that you have time, do it. That is why this month God has said, Son, tell my children there should be no procrastination. The project is start a day that you finish it. No carry over. And this is what Jesus has decided to do for this young man. Now that it is day, I have to heal this young man. And Jesus gave him sight. I want to let you know it is your day. And Jesus is about doing something in your life. The healing time is now. The deliverance time is now. There are some of you dreams about you dream about satanic oppressions, evil activities. It is not your fault. It's the generation you fall into in your lineage. But listen. God is about setting you free. Mm. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Oh, Heavenly Father, just lay one of your hands upon your head, please. I pray with you this day that as God leaves the door you have been knocking for long will be widely opened for you. Your next experience shall be for joy. And testimony. Event will change. Your life will appreciate, will be appreciated. Your season to reign shall be announced. God will remove whatever has been delaying your joy. People who have been waiting to rejoice with you shall not wait in vain. Mm. Father, I pray. For your children. You are the next to be celebrated and dance for joy. Hallelujah. The next joyous gathering shall be in your name. You will receive a new title and be called by a new name. Nothing will take away what belongs to you. You will rejoice at the fullness of time 
In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. And it's my prayer. May your healings, may your miracle remain permanent. May mockings be removed from your life. May joy be your passion. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. You have been listening to me. I am Prelate Professor Dr. A.M. Jonah, the founder of FPLGC, Faith, Power, and Love Gospel Church, and this, the Chancellor of Faisal Theological University. God bless you. But you'll in case God just speak this to me, just spoke this to me now. Chul, in case you dream being impressed, you dream dreams you don't understand, feel free to contact me. Feel free to explain those dreams that whenever you remember them, your heart quakes. And I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to be praying with you. I will cancel you or interpret those dreams for you. It is not proper for a Christian to be oppressed by witchcraft or witches and wizards. Your deliverance is now. May you be blessed. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Have a blessed day.